I'm Tilly, I'm a dog behaviourist down in the southeast of England and I do home visits. Today I want to talk about nervous dogs, particularly if you haven't kind of picked one up yet and why you shouldn't choose a nervous dog, not intentionally anyway. So we'll go through puppies and rescue dogs uh, because it's very different situations and all the things to kind of do with nervous dogs and, and why they can always be difficult basically is, is why I don't kind of recommend going for one. So think of it, you're visiting kind of a litter of puppies and, and, and this, that and the other. A lot of people go for like the puppy that chooses them type of thing and I can go through other ways of why I don't recommend that. But there's often a range of personalities in a group of puppies and there'll be some coming right up to you like over exuberant, jumping up, very, very excited. There'll be some in the middle and there'll be some a bit nervous and it all goes on degrees of levels. Some dogs tend to be more nervous than others and more overconfident, etc, etc. That's just what we've kind of bred into them. The German Shepherds, for example, at the moment, I'm seeing a lot of those that are kind of more erry on nervous behaviour than their ancestors were. Their ancestors were very, very confident dogs and non-barky, but now they've been bred um, since kind of the war and the police got hold of them really to be more nervous and, and mouthy than they're meant to be. So that's just examples, but you will have a range of personalities within a group of puppies. And often people kind of find it endearing, like they're sweet, they need me, you know, they're a bit worried, I'll look after them and, and things like that. But do not go for that puppy. It will cause you kind of no end of grief. Do not go for that, that puppy. They just go through all their life like this. It's not something that they ever really get over. They kind of stay in that state and everything's hard work, like all new experiences. So think traffic, meeting dogs, meeting people, everything they they go to, they do it in a nervous way and then you have to build upon that and it's just a lot of work. It's not saying they can't ever be friendly or anything, but it's a lot of work to begin with as their natural personality wants to avoid, yeah, and then they get forced into different situations. On the other extreme of that, um, if things do go wrong and where a dog is more nervous, they kind of anticipate things going wrong a lot more than a confident dog. So for instance, if you have a confident dog and he gets pinned in the mud by another dog for whatever reason, a confident dog will just be like, oops, okay, I won't do that again or I'll avoid that dog and then just get on with their day. A nervous dog will completely freak out. It will think it's been attacked. It will just, you know, want to hide, you know, and then it can make it nervous with that type of dog or maybe even all dogs after that. And now you've got to go backwards and work through it again. And if it happens again, then you start getting like a reactive dog. So nervous puppies are definitely one to avoid. Very normal for dogs to have a range of personalities in a group of puppies because their ancestors are wolves, okay, so they're still, all dogs are 99% wolf, um, and they, they still kind of, there's a lot of obviously similarities and a lot of things they do that are similar, but one of the main things is that the parent wolves, um, the mum and the dad, that have a litter of puppies, and then they want all different personalities within that litter, because it's useful. They don't want them all overconfident. They don't need them all very sensitive or wary. You know, they need, they need all different, um, like kind of wolves to help them and dogs to help them with the situation. So the reason why kind of they've got more nervy ones and more sensitive ones is they're the ones that would be more on cue of, right, there's a storm coming or we've got to move or this and the other or, you know, sense and stuff like that. The overconfident ones are more likely to go and go off and find stuff and find danger and, and things like that. So 
it's very useful to have a different you know mix of personalities and that's kind of as they get older that's what they form the pack and then some leave some stay and, and all whatnot but it's very useful so even now when we have a litter of dogs and like I said earlier you can get like more nervy type breed and more confident type breed but there will still be a range within that less litter of what to look for um, and you've got to think another way of kind of seeing it as well like that not all dogs are going to be suitable first of all to every family every family's different but not all dogs are going to be that suitable as, as family dogs period okay think guide dogs now when they go and get their guide dog puppy um, and they want to choose the guide dog puppies they don't just go to a litter of labradors or whatever and just scoop up all the puppies they're like yep we know the parents we've bred this litter specifically for this you know we want guide dogs let's just take them all and, and off we go they don't do that they maybe take one or two out of a litter they run them through about 10 different tests and they give them a score of about one to ten on where they fit on the scale so one being very very nervous and one being in you know, a ten is kind of over exuberant they're looking for a puppy in the middle um, an example of a test is something like a hold test. They basically hold the puppy still uh, for several seconds and see how they deal with it. They don't want a, a puppy that's, you know, kind of like crocodile rolling. But equally, they don't want a puppy that completely shuts down. It's got to be somewhere in the middle, um, you know, still but a bit resilient, that kind of thing. That's what they're looking for. And this is why you get this really calm dog that's confident enough to deal with all different situations. Obviously intelligent as well but not one that's going to balk at kind of like, oh no, there's, there's a new thing, there's a new traffic that I haven't you know, heard of before, or a new situation, what do I do? And you've got to think of the same thing with your family life. Unless you're actively looking for a service dog to work in a certain situation, in which case over-exuberance might be what you're looking for, or even extreme sensitivity might be what you're looking for, then most people just want kind of like dead in the, in the middle that's the, the medium personality, that's the one, um, you know, I advise everybody to go for, really. Um, rescue dogs are slightly different. Again, I, I definitely advise if, if there's a more nervy rescue dog, and it, it goes in different levels, it goes in different degrees of nerves, but try and avoid it. You want to go for kind of the confident ones. In rescue, it's different only because it's not a natural family situation. So they could have had bad experiences and they're not inherently nervous. They're just nervous of the situation. So it's harder to judge. However, dogs are kind of cowering and hiding and things like that. That's kind of, again, they're the ones that are going to take a lot of work. And again, if stuff goes wrong at home, and when I say stuff goes wrong, it could just be a loud bang. That's all would need to go wrong for this type of dog. They're just going to freak out, you know, and uh, they can go into shutdown. They can try and hide not want to come out they can even get reactive for this kind of thing they can kind of associate you with like the the noise they think you've done it and now they've got a bit of a vendetta against you or they don't trust you again it does go in in degrees some dogs are nervous you get them home you work with them for a few months and once they're settled they're, they're all right you know it's, it's harder to judge when others um I saw a dog it was a, a one from Romania and that a lot of Romanian dogs are problematic anyway but they'd had it for about six weeks and it just wouldn't leave its crate. It just refused to leave its crate and when nobody was in the room it would sneak out, grab some food, sneak back in and that was its life. Just completely shut down. It couldn't kind of function. And that's what I mean by inherently nervous. The dog, his natural persona is nervous anyway. It's obviously traumatised from kind of going from home to home and all the journey. 
and that's just added to it whereas a confident dog they're still a bit traumatized by like the three-day journey in the car and everything but once they're settled they very quickly get over things whereas the nervous ones don't spoken a lot about over exuberance and now I just want to kind of say why I personally think over exuberance is actually better than nervous behavior um, because it's still an extreme so it's still not ideal and I see a lot of people with kind of problem puppies where they've said particularly the dog chose me so what that basically means to me is that it's a very high energy excitable puppy it's got a very low tolerance of boredom and it's using you as a kind of like download for its nips and stuff it, you know it's, it needs constant attention and constant playing that's what that kind of tells me that's the puppy that um that they've chosen is kind of you know and it like i said it's gonna it's gonna kind of stay in that personality forever you've just got to learn to manage it but it's still preferable than the nervous ones because the over exuberant has still got quite a lot of confidence with it whereas the nervous doesn't the nervous doesn't have confidence and now you've got to kind of slowly help it hold its hand through all its life showing it new things when you can making sure it doesn't get upset um, or anything goes wrong and the over exuberant one sometimes you can get things where they're a bit pushy and they get a bit of attitude I like to call it so you would see this if it's careering off towards another dog whatever um, you know it's, a, it's in its teenage kind of months six to nine months this teenage months and it's jumped all over a dog because it's over exuberant and that's the way it is sometimes if another dog tells it off you get this attitude from the the kind of exuberant puppy where it's like I don't like that I don't like you telling me off now I'm gonna step it up a level and again that's that's one of the ways that kind of dogs can become aggressive where they're kind of too much so it is their own fault they're too much with a dog but they don't like getting told off that's really the only real problem you get with that kind of personality and even then it's rarer and it's quite easy to get a lid on it yeah it's not it's not too hard to get a lid on it you're just kind of reining it in a bit but then you have like a, a confident dog that loves to learn and loves to work and please um rather than a nervous dog that you know doesn't really want confrontation wants to avoid and things like that the exuberant dog it, it's just doing it too much but it still loves you know meet and greet it loves exploring new things it's just doing it too much but as soon as you tell it no actually I don't like it when you jump all over the dogs or the guests or, you know, I don't like it when you run off or, you know, whatever. And there's good stuff with me. When you listen to me, it's all positive. It's all good. Well, once they've learned that and they've learned the rules, then they're fine. They're just a bit more exuberant than kind of a confident personality. So it's just about reining in. So I still, I personally like, like kind of like the middle line per personalities, but that's still, you can still go to the exuberant ones as long as you know that you do have to be more strict with them and they are going to take more training but I think unless you've got a really quiet life um, you know and you're going to be kind of out in fields you don't have many guests and you don't do too many things too many different things nervous ones are still ones to avoid really like I said before it's extremes you get some um, groups of puppies and the nervous ones they're not really that nervous um, and the confident ones you know or the over exuberant ones are not really that manic and then you get other litters where they're all slightly more manic or they're all slightly more nervous so I'm not saying you know if it's like the last puppy and you're like oh that's a bit nervous you don't need to worry too much but as long as it's not extremely nervous where it's shying away um, you can test it out by kind of making like you know loud noises or 
you know, clapping your hands or something like that. There's a few kind of tests you can do to see how nervous it is, but it shouldn't be kind of cowering and, and, and worrying and things like that. If you go on my TikTok, there was a dog called Wally that we saw, I think maybe last year. And there's a few videos of him and you can see how he's different from his litter mates. Like he's very, very nervous and, and, and worried about all new things. And the breeder was really good and they, they found him a special home because they were worried about him. Um, because they knew that if something does go wrong, then that's when you're going to get like aggression and things like that. So they found him a special home to go to, which was really good of her really to do. And he's doing fine now. He's got a very kind of gentle life. Everything's at his own pace. But if you see that, it's interesting because there is a really obvious difference between him and the rest of the litter. He kind of, he kind of sticks out a bit, even though they're all the same colour. His personality really sticks out quite a lot. Okay, so briefly I just want to talk about if you do have a nervous dog, it doesn't matter really if it's a puppy or a rescue or, you know, even if you've had this nervous dog years. I have done another podcast, which is definitely worth listening to if you do have a nervous dog, give you a few more tips than what I'll go through now on how to kind of help them um, through stuff. But I just briefly want to touch on this because a lot of people fall into this kind of trap, which is, I mentioned it earlier, it's kind of like finding the nerves kind of endearing and trying to help the dog as though it's like a baby so we like babies and young children we kind of pick them up and, and we cuddle them and we love them and we want to give them confidence by by kind of you know making sure we're there and reassuring them and things like that but in the dog world they don't do this to each other especially adults puppies they'll pick up if they need to move them that's the only time you know they don't pick each other up they don't smother each other with affection if a dog is worried. They do show affection and they can lick and, and nuzzle and this kind of thing. But they don't do this if a dog is freaking out. You know, they don't go over there and kind of like try and lick it and stuff like that. The most they'd ever do, they either lie with each other. You know, if, if a dog's in pain, they'll kind of lie. They might lick then. It's like, I'm with you. You know, I'm there for you. Or if a dog is showing quite manic behaviour, it doesn't matter if it's because it's overexcited or it's overly nervous, they'll just pin it to the floor because they don't like it. It's unbalanced. It's like, no, you need to calm down. That is what they do. I'm not saying you need to do that, but just so that it's clear, they don't pick each other up and, and, and love each other in that way. And a lot of people use this kind of high voice when the dog is worried as well. So that does kind of two things, really. Yes, kind of the soft voice, it is like a reward. So... If a dog is worried and you're like, oh, it's okay, like, you know, you're just rewarding that behaviour. So you're kind of saying to the dog, it's okay for you to be like this, this nervous. I love it when you're this nervous. This is great. Um, the other thing that happens is often your voice goes quite high and it can sound quite anxious. So, you know, you can't really trick a dog, really. You can sound quite anxious, which would make them more worried. But also if it goes too high, you're emulating a puppy which isn't what a nervous dog needs. It doesn't need a puppy, you know, it doesn't want to go into that kind of paternal role, which is high pitches and things like that. It starts to stimulate that if you're acting like that. Everything just needs to be very, very calm and very, very balanced. So any dog that's kind of freaking out of a situation, as long as it's kind of safe and, you know, you're not kind of near a very aggressive dog that's actually going to like you know go and attack your dog don't pick it up just leave it where it is and try and get out of the situation but don't get out of it completely you want to leave the situation until the dog's a bit calmer and then you want to stand still without talking 
make sure it's on a loose lead if it's trying to run away and things like that physically block its path keep putting it back to where it was you don't have to ask for a sit just keep putting back um you know leaves can help in this instance whether it's indoors outdoors and then you're just going to stay there calmly until the dog has calmed down and then when the dog is calm that's when you can ask for a sit or ask for eye contact and if you've got a treat give it a treat and then just stay in the moment until the dog has realized that whatever that threatening thing was is not as scary as it thought if you panic pick up your dog that's obviously the worst thing but also if you just run away and leave you have effectively fled the scene the dog hasn't learned anything except that when it panics it gets what it wants i.e we all leave it needs to know that the kind of the blind panic is not a time for leaving you know you want to you want to decrease the situation because so the dog can calm down but ultimately you want the dog to learn from the experience by staying just within within kind of range so that the dog isn't panicking but it's not completely got over it so it can start to learn and, and process things so nervous dogs a bit like over exuberant dogs they need a lot more rules if you like think kind of children need boundaries yeah and and when there's problem behavior or a, an unbalanced personality you need more rules to make the dog feel secure often because of the endearment and it's like oh he's no trouble i just want him to feel at home so they give him like the whole run of the house and there's no rules that actually makes the dog feel more nervous with no rules they need rules to know that you've got this yeah so it's a similar thing parental figure dogs are in packs walls are in packs um and you know we live in groups as well that's why we we both get on so well dogs and humans but it's the parental figures at the top that kind of run the show they don't let the puppies just just run amok you know they do when they're very very young but once they start getting to four or five months they start giving them rules it's like no you can't have my spot or no you can't push me off the carcass to go and eat that and dogs will do this as well it's like no you can't just lorm all over me or you can't have my spot on the bed this that and the other and you need to be the same you can't just give them everything for free just because it makes them feel even more nervous because they think that for them they don't think that oh this is a treat i really love it here because it's all a privilege they just are seeing it as a lack of rules which makes them feel more insecure yeah so everything has to be very very strict not harsh but just more rules so for instance you could do kind of more obedience more staying that kind of thing build it up to you know like you know between 10 minutes half an hour that kind of thing just so that the dog knows there is something going on and the whole situation isn't out of control like a lot of these nervous dogs that's what they feel is going on they feel like there's absolutely nothing in control and sometimes they can even feel that they're meant to look after you as well which makes them feel even more nervous they can't handle that responsibility so all of this kind of over over kind of mothering and stuff like that they're not you know babies i mean we don't even do this with our with our children you know our, our children and, and teenagers we're not picking them up and, and over mothering them we only we really do this with with babies like from you know like one to two really is where we're constantly picking them up so dogs and adult dogs when we start doing this and feeding into that nerves it just it just all goes awry and it makes everything so much worse so even though they're nervous, it doesn't matter if they're nervous or exuberant, they are still a dog and they'll feel a lot more secure with these boundaries. But like I said, I've done another podcast on this, so have a look at that. It's, it's, I think it says something like, it's called something like, uh, nervous dog, you need to listen. I'll explain everything that you need to go through on how to help your nervous dog just be more confident.
So that concludes our podcast today. I hope that's been helpful. If you want to find a, a new dog, try and go for the baseline middle personality. If you're interested um, in more videos or stuff that I do, I am on TikTok. I usually put my TikTok videos also on Facebook and Instagram. So just search Fawn Dog for those. And the main website is fawndog one dogtraining.co.uk. Thanks for listening, guys.